You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Brit Ball Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in, one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards at Brit Ball Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. We are one week, one week, ladies and gents, one week away from uh, the regionalised 2021 BAFA season. One week, guys. Um, so, yeah, obviously, yeah, this time next week, hopefully we'll have some BAFA, uh, some Brit Ball results in the books and, um, you know, it all will seem just a little bit more normal again. So, yeah, obviously, fingers crossed, you know, who knows what can happen between now <laughs> between now and next week. Maybe another team will drop out, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that one in a bit, a bit, in a bit shortly anyway. <laughs> but as you can see, I've brought some friends into the huddle to help me uh, preview the upcoming season. They're very much more knowledgeable uh, than I am. So let's find out uh, who they are. Just before we do, actually, uh, obviously, it's the Britball season up and coming. We will be bringing you content throughout the season each week, either through podcasting or on the, on the website as well. So make sure you you are trying to follow us as much as you can social at full 10 yards or at f10y britball obviously full 10 yards.com forward slash britball is the website but let's bring the guys into the huddle first up on the top right hand corner you can see uh, mr steve at price uh he does it he does a lots of lots and lots of things and i'll get him to plug them all, all at the end but uh obviously steve you're known for the the british american football uh, community facebook group gridiron hub among, amongst other things uh, how are you doing this sunday evening yeah good thanks and thanks for having us uh, on yeah. tim First of all, you know, it's, a, 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 it's great to sort of uh, get involved in the wider network, you know, of Britball coverage. So, yeah, I'm mm, uh, yeah. really pleased to be here, mate. But, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. Thank you. Yeah, good Father's Day. So, uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, as I say, it's, it's quite weird. Uh, I don't know if it's just like kind of the American football community, but say we've been speaking for, oh, God knows, probably even probably in years now, but it's obviously the first yeah. time I speak. Yeah, different to initiatives, you. isn't it? Yeah, yeah different yeah. little bits and pieces. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is our first time sort of actually properly converse, uh, conversing and seeing each other at the same time as yeah. well. Do you want to do, you want to do an elbow? Do you want to see if you can get elbow on the side <laughs> of the screen? Yeah, there, 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 there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if anyone's ever tried. That was quite cool. I might do that. That might be something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Sean, Sean and Chris. Do you want to try and do an elbow as well? See if you see if you can get your coordination right. Go on. We, we all are we? Go right into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I used to the wrong side. Both went the wrong way. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I only knew, I only need to go this way because the doors on my left hand side. But there we go. But there we go. Um, Chris, Sean, obviously welcome you guys in as well. Uh, guys might know you obviously from content on on, on Gridiron Hub and obviously Britball with the Breens uh, podcast that you guys do. How how are you doing on this uh, Sunday? Uh, I suppose it's evening now, and looking forward to to the upcoming season. Yeah, I think um, doing all right. Like been a been a busy couple of weeks for us, kind of getting everything in place. Um, to start our show up again, it's been a, bit a long time without it. Um, but obviously, we've been putting together a lot of articles about Britball recently and kind of watching everything that's going on. So, it'd be nice to get going again. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just uh, as we say, looking forward to it getting started. We've waited so long um, and just just preparing to kind of get back into it and hoping that everything kind of just goes as smoothly as it can. And um, kind of it just it just runs how it should do even even in sort of this unusual season that we're going to be having yeah absolutely and see obviously well again we've always had had bumps along the road before we've even gotten started and steve um obviously we mentioned before we we pressed the record button that it's kind of a bit a bit of a weird one in terms of getting excited for the season yeah you mentioned about that you know there's no hype train and you know Half of us are, you know, maybe expecting something to, to go down the pan, whether it be COVID, whether it be teams dropping out or or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, yeah, what's your your kind of uh, your your thoughts on the upcoming season? Do you think we'll get to the end of the season? Do you think uh, obviously we've got bold predictions at the end? But you're you're yeah, just a bit more around you know, kind of yeah. you know, subdued subdued excitement, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a trepidation, and 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 I don't and I don't think that trepidation is exclusive to the sport, right? So it's mm. it's societal. Uh, and you know and the world, right? Like so, um, yeah. It's it, we've had we haven't had a lot to get excited about for a long time, and and we and and we've had our freedoms of different types taken away, and to have this like you know wonderful game back uh, to you know it. it, it I, I know we, we're not going to be returning to life as normal, but to have American football back, you know, and and full contact eleven aside, like 
it, yeah, it almost feels like a uh, like a you know it's surreal, like a treat. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, we, that, we, that, that it feels like it's like oh, we like we we uh, we're going to get it taken away from us because it will end up breaching rules or whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, so but also yeah, like the clubs are doing. You know, clubs are starting to do. I saw a lot of like one week to go posts today, which was cool on Instagram and. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really follow clubs on Facebook. I'm typ- I typically follow them more on Instagram mm. and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, saw some, yeah, so, so, like people starting to sort of build the buzz. Um, but I don't, I think it's actually going to be when it's here, and like you say, this time next week, once we've got the results in, I think that's when it's going to really start to kick in. It, it, like there's, there's no like build. It doesn't feel like there's going to be much of a build up to it. Certainly, from Baffer's perspective, like I. You know, all of their updates at the moment are just like uh, these are the latest rules. This is what we're allowed to do. You know, this is what we're trying to enable, and and it, it feels very serious and and very and and it is and it has to be like for the right reasons. But we we're not used to that, right? We're, yeah, we're used to yeah. sort of like getting excited and you know a little bit of trash talking between teams and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and, and Chris and Sean are very good at, um, you know, harboring that and, and, um, and facilitating, uh, uh, you know, through their content, um, you know, discussions and sometimes they put noses out of place, but, but, but I've always got logic to it. And, and it just feels there's been a huge lack of that in general, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's very, very odd season in terms of, do I think it's going to finish? I've, do you know what? I've never even can contemplated that question. I I think it's more likely to not finish than finish. If if, if you're going to press me for an answer, like, yeah, I, I do, I do. Uh, and I know that sounds probably pessimistic, but that's 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 my mindset. I I I, I actually think we're going to see. You know, we you talked about teams dropping out. Um, I think we're going to see some. Uh, like w- w- once the l- once the games have started to be played and and like the you know the the the, f- the structures of the league start to form a little bit who's bad who's good how are, how are these teams playing um, I think you're going to start seeing teams pulling out and mm. forfeiting games at, because there's no there's there's no there's no comeback from it and sure. then the other thing that I think is quite interesting I was chatting to uh, uh, someone on the Gridiron Hub team. Who's an Ooze Valley player, and he was he was saying these guys were getting really excited about the, the potential of winning a ring this season. That's what they've been talking about, and I was like, that ring's worthless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's like that's the other element. It's a non-competitive league. Yeah. There will be finals, but no playoffs. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Is it just going to be divisional one versus two, or do they do top of divisions versus each other? Like, yeah. you know that like that that's yet to be released. I'm sure they've got different. I'm glad. You, I'm plans. glad. Do you know what, Steve? I'm glad you said that because I couldn't, for the life of fi- life of me, find anything was happening after. So, like, well, so, yeah, season, so. so th- that was something that Baffa said, and something I'm aware of. But again, it's like there's not been much been communicated about yeah. it. But yeah, there. Yeah. As it stands, or uh, the last time I found out, you know, you got to be so careful where you say stuff. But yeah, yeah. There's there's a plan for finals to take place. Mm. But that's all we know. Like, I, we don't know if it's going to be a centralised venue that people can go to. Is it going to be split by divisions? You know, what? H- how are they going to figure it out? But there certainly won't be quarter or semi-finals. It would just be finals. Sure. From what? Yeah. From the last update I had. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find no, out the yeah. week before it happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on social media, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Chris, obviously, bring bring you and obviously the, the eagle-eyed amongst people will obviously notice that you know different setups of divisions and different kind of tiers of teams shall we say uh mixed in together and what your your thought on on the concept of that and you know you, you know f- for example um i can't remember who it is i've got some some pictures to go to go surely but there's going to be there's teams in divisions that don't ha- a don't have the same amount of fixtures as, as other teams so you're going to get teams where they've played two play two you know one just hypothetically play two one two and then you've got teams that have played eight one eight and it's just going to be like well that's just that is just bonkers but your 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 concept on the tiering and the, and the or the grouping of of these divisions and you know if you've got teams playing different amounts of games why are you putting in the same group just have them not have them necessarily in a league just let them play play games yeah i mean uh you know, first of all, I appreciate that Bafa have been put in an absolute nightmare position trying to organise something like this. You know, oh, yeah. and yeah. you know, we're the first people to say, "Oh, I think they could have done that better." But at the same time, you know, this this can't have been easy. I no. think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, 
they've tried to go down sort of the geographical route, which I can appreciate. Um, that didn't quite happen in Scotland, but uh, I'm told we'll there's multiple reasons <laughs> for that. Um, I think there's some things that, you know, possibly could have been done a wee bit better. I, I mean, the, one example that really stands out to me was the inclusion of the Birmingham Bulls playing uh, teams such as South Wales Warriors instead of playing Tamworth and Sanwell, who are both next-door neighbours to them. Mm-hmm. And instead, the crew railroaders have went into that division. And th- there's maybe some reason behind the scenes I don't know about, but I looked at, you know, my my geography maybe isn't as good as other people's, but I, I spent some time, I looked at it, and I went, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what the thought process was in this. And, and ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, you've got teams like the railroaders um, and you know they they've been very. Some of them have been outspoken on social media about their this upcoming season, their excitement about about playing some of these better teams. But it just doesn't work like that. I mean, everyone wants to tell you that the best way to develop is to play better players, and it's not necessarily that that way inclined. I mean, we you know Sean and I we we can speak from experience anyway. I when we first well when I first started out when I was up in Aberdeen. We we played. Uh, we had a controlled scrimmage, uh, not a game, a controlled scrimmage against the then you know the East Kilbride Pirates, who at that point were like the premier team in the north. They were the best team. They were always winning that division, and we maybe ran uh, no more than sort of forty plays each max. It was probably even less than that, and we lost fifteen people to injury that day, not through. You know, not not through anything like bad hits or, or late hits or unnecessary fouls, but because these guys were bigger, faster, stronger, they hit harder, and we, our guys were dropping like flies. And I can't help look at some of these games and think it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Mm. And I worry for them because you know there will be all this talk, and we know what it's like, especially when we went this long without Brit ball, and everybody gets a little bit chippy, and it's what we love, you know, it's what we love to hear people going, "I oh, can't wait to put on the he- pads and helmet and hit somebody." But there's got to be a bit of realism here as well, and that some of these teams are are given a death sentence. You know, they're going into play. You've got Tamworth Phoenix, who you know, for two, two two seasons ago, they were they were Brit Bowl champions. They were the only team to contend with the London Warriors in 2019, and they're playing a Crew Railroaders team twice that went 0 and 8 in 2019 in Division Two. I, I just don't see how that works. Like, I, I can't mm. see how that works. But it, you know, it's how it's kind of been laid out. There's other examples, and as you spoke about, there's some where. Some teams are playing only three or four games. I think, I do agree. I think it was probably a good chance to get some of the associate teams in and playing games. But could there have been a way to maybe separate these teams out? Um, I think one of my biggest frustrations was, you know, you've got a team like the Lee Miners who've come in and they're only playing four games, which is, you know, that'll be useful for them. It'll be their first kind of foray into playing competitive games. But they're playing the Romans and the Lancashire Wolverines and the Lancashire Wolverines and the Romans aren't playing each other and I don't understand that because if you look Mm. at the 2019 results one of their games was like 33-31 or something ridiculous like that why are we missing out on this game like why are we losing out on a game like that and you know we're talking about two very good division one teams going against the team that haven't played before and it, it just doesn't sit well with me no, and, and, and Sean, Chris obviously mentioned there about the crew rail, railroaders um, essentially given a, a death sentence. I've got the, uh, the the Mercia group up there, and yeah, it's a standout division taking taking them out. And obviously, no disrespect to them, but um, mm. I, what if you if you're the Leicester Falcons, if you're Shropshire or you're Sandwich or Tamworth, and you know you're speaking to the crew railroaders, what what? I suppose this is a, a part A and a part B. What what kind of conversations do you think those two two back offices and head coaches should be having with each other? Obviously, you know, with no disrespect to crew, but you're gonna you're gonna be looking at second stringers, third stringers to get game time uh, and whatnot. Do, do you think there'll be that kind of conversation to say, okay, you know, you, do, do you mind playing 
the, the second or third stringers. But in the end, that brings its own baptism of fire because those guys want playing time in the first, in, in the kind of with the first. So, um, and, and then B is, you know, what do you actually think will will happen with with the, those those kind of games? Is it, is it going to be a case of you know fifty burgers and shutouts in you know uh, kind of games? What, what, what do you, what do you make of of that division and you know the conversations that might be going on where we have circumstances where you've got you know, associate teams, division two teams going up against, you know, your Tamworths and, and your Prem your Prem teams that are literally, you know, machines. And, you know, like say Chris said, we're built bigger, faster, stronger. But I'm not going to start singing Kanye West, but yeah, your your thoughts? I think I think the biggest thing here is that something we have, we've discussed over the years is that no matter how good the coach's intentions are, you put a second string player in that hasn't seen the field because when they're playing in the Prem Division, they're they're not good enough to get on the field. And they get their one chance to go all out in chance to prove that see next year I'm going to be in this team. You don't think mm -hmm. they're going to batter whoever is across from them. Um, I know personally from being on teams that if they see someone weak that we've scouted on the other team come on, everybody is going, <laughs> that's my guy. You know, yeah. and that's that's not and that's not a, us being horrible. That is the sport. You target the weak point. You watch the NFL. This this top tier corner is going off. Here comes the second guy. Where's the first place to go? Boom, straight over his head. And it's not us being mean to Crew, but Crew. I mean, even Crew's record in Division Two entirely isn't great. You know. It's it's been above. I, I'm not sure it's been above 0.500, you know. And these teams are teams that are are beating up prem teams. I mean, Tamworth mm. now and again roll over a prem team without them even taking a second thought of it. So I think there is that concern. Is that as much as the coaches will maybe be talking in the background saying, "Look, we're not going to play our stars. We're going to be our second stringers, third stringers here." The second and third stringers aren't thinking that. They're thinking, I'm what would be a first stringer next year. Yeah, I want to be scoring uh, touchdowns and, and celebrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm. and I think for that point that Crew's first two games are Tamworth and Samwell. Samwell, I, I mean, three. three. And then Tamworth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So by three games, they might be broken. Like, not, yeah. in, and that's not, again, that's not us being horrible. That is purely from what experiences we've seen in the past is that after three games, they might not have a squad left to compete, you know? Mm. And I don't know how big Crew's squad is, um, but you get a lot of teams in Division 2 that maybe have 22, 23 players that are semi-decent. So as long as those players are all playing, that team will be fairly competitive in Division 2. But if you lose four or five of them, they crumble. Now, if you lose 10, 11 of them, you don't have a team, you know, and and I think that is that has to be the biggest concern for teams like Crew, um, who, as Chris said, have been vocal on social media, and I love their enthusiasm, and we don't like to squash that. But the, mm. I mean, you know, something that comes up in in the NFL all the time, and no, sorry, in Britball all the time in the past, and our oh, player safety, and we've always thought to ourselves, bollocks, you just can't be bothered getting humped, but in this term. That, that could seriously be a case of, guys, we can't field our 18 boys we've got left, you know, because mm. they're not going to have any left by game four. Mm. And we'll wait and see how that pans out. But I think, some, like Chris said, some of the divisions are a bit strange. And I've watched, I've actually seen some stuff on the Lee Miners. I've been watching what they've been doing on their Facebook page because they, have, they look like they've got film set up for practices and, and are going through everything. And obviously... Um, that's a great thing. That's always a great start. But I don't think I've counted more than 24 players in any of their practices. And some of the stuff they're saying, oh, big hits, looks like a guy gets trucked, you know? And I think that's where experience comes in from teams that some of these teams will see that and go, right, okay, well, they, they maybe think this is this is an amazing player. This is this is guy, this guy lower in the boom. But in reality, it's not. He's just surviving by by holding on to somebody so it's one of these things it's again it's not us being harsh and folk always call us out for staying stuff like this but realistically i've played american football now for just over 10 years and and honestly it's it's that dangerous at times that folk just don't realize that you, you can get seriously battered in this game
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I say from my one season playing with in, when Dunfamily were going through the associate process and we were playing looking like Glasgow Tigers and all the rest of it, it it's, it's just a different breed. It's just a different breed of per, the opposition you're going up against. And I, I, I totally get that. I know we, we spoke to to Jason Smith and, and the crew around Rodas a couple of weeks ago. Um, so if you want to go and check that out on the YouTube, uh, anyone watching or listening and didn't realise that, uh, go, go and do so. I, I think Jason, the, the gist I got from him, he, that he was very realistic and there would have to be a conversation had between the two teams, which, you know, you would hope and would expect would happen but like say you know not asking for the firsts and maybe getting the second and thirds again is not necessarily the second best option is it so uh, it remains to be seen uh kind of kind of what happens with that but um we'll, we'll move on to um we move on to the Scottish division. Obviously, we mentioned about um, we mentioned about that being a, being a bit a bit strange. And Steve, uh, obviously, the Caledonia division uh, up on front of the screen now for the, for those people that are watching. Um, on paper, I, I absolutely love this division. Uh, you got mm-hmm. obviously Edinburgh, Inverclyde have, have done did really well in, in was in twenty nineteen. Is Kilbride have always been perennial Premiership uh, teams. Obviously, just missed out uh, twenty nineteen to was it to Samwell from that from that great comeback. And then Aberdeen and, and Glasgow are. Uh, I say no, no, no pushovers. But um, I mean, it's a bit strange that you've got you have got Edinburgh uh, in with these guys and, and, and Aberdeen as well. You, you would think that you know in the Saltire division you've got you say Dunfermline, which is a stone's throw uh, away from from Edinburgh, and, and I know that again brings us up against the you know Div, Div Two team against the Prem team. But you would think yeah. that you know it, it seems to be certainly in the Scottish side of things they've gone for. Tier, tier competition levels, tier talent, and talent over kind of geographical um, uh, kind of focus. But uh, yeah, whoever Highland and Aberdeen we're going to play against, it's always going to be a couple of hour journey anyway. But <laughs> just, it can't, well, it, it can't Highland, be real. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's, it's a north facing coast, isn't it? Like it's uh, yeah, that, that's a hell of a journey. Um, yeah, I played, I, there, I, lo- I, I played, I played there, lovely place, lovely, lovely little place up there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said you, you, you look, you're not going to go up there in August. Lovely, lovely spot in there in, in, yeah. in August. Oh, I've just imagined like if there, you know, there was a, we used to have national leagues, didn't we? And then there was always this, uh, the Prem level, and there was always a uh, banter uh, between uh, the Warriors and the Blitz about who's going to EKP. Going back to what Chris said about when EKP were, you know, a force uh, in the Prem. And uh, there, every year there was this hashtag not me to EKP that would go around and it was brilliant. Like they were just, you know, they, it, it was, you know, obviously so, um, the, the consequence of the action and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just dread to think what that would have been like if it was the Highlands, like just that much further. But yeah, I, yeah, I think that this one's hard, right? Like when you talk about the structure of it, because if I look at those teams, the Roughnecks, the Pirates, the Wolves, the Tigers, the Goliaths, uh, the Goliaths are the, maybe the one that you'd say, oh, well, they're sort of unproven, right? They've only been around a season. They've been around a season where they absolutely wiped the floor of everyone and they benefited from the folding of the West Coast Trojans. Um, and I think there was an element of like, like, like there always is with like new teams that pop up, like getting the band back together, you know, like, so, and, and I don't know the ins and outs of this, like that, you know, the, the Breen's are much better positioned to talk about these leagues than I am, but that like it was like you know there was this like sort of all-star team put together they cleared everyone out and i get why they want to put them up against the 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 teams that probably get winning records at the end of each season you know like though because that's their caliber that's where they're headed right yeah um and then yeah but then and then yeah you're right like then, then you've got the geographic thing and you're like well so if they'd have stuck to the geographic thing you'd have had more of more of this um the situation that you just that we just discussed the exact same thing right so that you know you can see what they try to do here which is it feels like a little bit more competition and parity within it but yeah it it, it, it flies in the face of the logic of geography that they were doing um or or that is the main now now actually if you look at the if you look at the fixtures what they have done a very pretty good job of is ensuring that teams play each other back to back not necessarily week after week but you play the same opponent home and then you play them away and then in one case they play them home away home uh three times uh in one of the divisions and and i think that like that 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 to me shows you know that, that that's a uh I don't, we originally started looking at it going, that is just lazy organization but actually when you think about it from you know from a covid perspective like actually containerizing things a bit across a number of weeks is a really you know it's a really a really clever way of doing it and so like uh, like 
like, like what we already said, um, what was his name? Warren Smart was the guy that was doing the fixtures this year uh, for for the for the uh, for Baffa, um, and and figuring out the leagues and everything. And he he had the he had an impossible task. No matter what oh, yeah. he did, yeah. no matter what he did, we'd be sat here saying there was something, there was anomalies, and there were things that could have been done. Well, we don't know about better yet. I suppose the proof will be in the results and stuff. But um, I, you know, uh, I, yeah, I think you sort of like. He was he was damned whatever it was a poison chalice sort of thing, yeah. but but I think he has he has done a he has done a, a, a fairly good job. I think in the it, I think the Scottish leagues are actually probably more, uh, two of the more competitive ones. Mm. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Sorry, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the Caledonia League is is I'm, I'm looking forward to if any of those are on screens anywhere or anyone's doing some live streams. And I'm I'm more than happy to to, to watch some of those games. Um, for, for, for sure, and but Chris, um, yeah, moving, looking at the kind of the southeast uh, division, um, Steve mentioned there about obviously about having teams in Scotland there playing back to back to back. Uh, southeast is a bit is a bit strange in the sense that you know you've got you know Essex uh, Essex Spartans and East Essex are playing three weeks in a row, similar to what it is like in yeah, Scotland. But then you've got you've got East Kent um, you've got East Kent Mavericks playing three different teams three different weeks. So it doesn't be again. Yeah. I appreciate Warren has, has got, he's not going to win. He's not, it's not a game you're going to win. Um, but again, that just, that in itself is just a bit of a, bit of a, a bit of a strange one, strange one. Again, it's just another anomaly that's been thrown up. Yeah. I mean, as we kind of said, you know, we're kind of, we can keep coming back to it. That it was a lose-lose situation. There was never going to be any perfect solution. Um, and naturally having, you know, one team playing another team three times in a row was going to have a knock-on effect somewhere else. Um, I guess the advantage with this is, you know, the teams are quite close. There's, you know, th- there's a familiarity between these teams. You know, they've, they've played each other uh, before. They've also got the two associate teams in there. They've got the the B team from the the Sussex Thunder, I believe, the Thunderbolts, and this Southeast Squadron, which I'm not entirely sure where they've came from. It's the um, rebranded Pumas, mate. That's what it is. Okay, so you know, so there's something along those lines as well. And you know, you've got the the Thunderbolts are playing three games, but you know, two of them are against the 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 squadron, squadron. And, yeah, yeah, and one of them's against the Sabers. And then you've got the the squadron who are playing those two against the Thunderbolts, and uh, I think a TBC game against the the Hastings Conquerors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, even just looking at it, that it's a nightmare. I mean, trying to figure out who plays who, when, who plays when, and what—I I wouldn't want to do it. I, there's no way you'd get me signing up to do that. That's a disaster, you know. Well, the, like, the other thing that you need to think about is that they would have had to look at ref availability. You know what the clubs are saying to them: "Oh, well, we can play a home game here, but we can't <laughs> play a home game here. So can we play away on this date?" You know, like. Yeah. Like that, that would have, like so they would have been sent all of that, you know, all that data. Like this week, we are available for home or away. You know, it we wouldn't have just been like a, you know, shot in the dark and then feedback. But, but ima- like imagine that task, you know. So yeah. like, yeah, I, you, you just, I think they would have had great, he'd have had great intention, you know, the best of intentions, trying to set out certain rules. But sometimes they just wouldn't have been applicable, you know. No, absolutely. And I say, I initially saw, I saw that that uh, that division. I thought, what the hell are Hastings doing in there? Because I'm not sure Hastings want to be traveling, <laughs> traveling over the Dartford Tunnel every every other week. And uh, then I, I looked at it and I thought, oh, because they could, I thought they could have gone into the south with like your, your Bournemouth Bobcats and your Solent and, and Portsmouth. But that, it's still that's still two hours west. I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right, we're in. I'll, I'll take the L. I'll take the L on that one. I'll take the L. On the, the two hours west <laughs> is the least of the concerns. On that yeah. One. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, they, you don't want them anywhere near the soul of well, the I, Yeah, well, I heard that the the, the the Thunder, the Sussex Thunder A team, for want of a better phrase, were originally in Southeast, and then they negotiated to go into what was Wessex, which is now South, which yeah. I think is. I know we haven't talked about the quality of the, you know, which one, which divisions we like, but I think that one's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. But that that, bring, that brings us quite nicely on. And Sean, I'll, I'll come to you first. Any any particular division that you are you're looking forward to? I've got I've got six divisions here that I've got pictures for. So if you pick one of them, I can put them up. So if you right. <laughs> if, if you don't, I can't. I'll so, collect yeah. my. I'll, I'll go look at my list here. I've got a list that there's two divisions in particular that caught my I eye. You, as I can give you my favourite while you're looking, and then know it's one of yours as well. It's the, the Thames Valley division. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ten, uh, yeah, ten values. Yeah. Is it, is it, yeah, I haven't, I haven't got yeah. that one, so I can't put that up. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could just, I can quickly sort yeah, of, yeah, 
Fucking that's, your, yeah, that's, like your, that's, your, that's your Oxford and Hertfordshire and that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, really competitive, that one. Yeah, yeah. Hertfordshire, yeah. Wembley, yeah, I, I love it. I love that division. And yeah, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that one, that's for sure. I think sure. you're right. I think Wessex, um, depending on what happens with Portsmouth, we, there, there was little rumours going about, but we don't know. Um, depending on what happens with them, that is probably the other, the teams are probably going to have the best competition. Like that is, that's a seriously good division. Rushmore mm. Knights have just come down, but they were still competitive in some of their games in the Premiership last year. The Solent Thrashers looked like they had a ridiculous-sized squad in the final last year. Um, I don't think even... I'm pretty sure their coach said to us that they couldn't even field everybody. Um, and, and Sussex are always there or thereabouts. They're, they're a decent team. So that division is really good. Um, the other one I really like is... Uh, let me just have a look at this one. Is oh. I know I'm not that now, <laughs> but I think I think Mercia is really good. Oh, hey. Obviously, we spoke about crew. <laughs> obviously, yeah, we spoke yeah. about crew, but um, Shropshire Revolution always have a decent team. Um, they always have some monsters on the offensive line, that's for sure, and uh, they always have a decent squad. And, and, and you look at, obviously, Tamworth, Leicester, Samwell, they've had their battles in the past mm. um, and, and the, some really good games in that lot, uh, especially like me and Chris are particularly looking forward to Leicester versus Samwell because they've battled it out and Leicester have won pretty much everyone. I think Is that right, Chris? I think they've won every game against Samwell, have they? In the past. Certainly in, in recent history, they've, they've, yeah. they've always come out on top in that game. Um, and then obviously Leicester came down in 2019. Samuel went up in 2019, um, but there, you know, there was a lot of talk before the season started about Leicester, you know, not being allowed to field if several players, I believe, was an issue at the start of that season. So um, I don't know the ins and outs of it. So please don't quote me on it because I don't actually know exactly what went on. But you know, that that's a game to watch. You know, Samuel. As much as a lot of teams are going to be looking at things and thinking, you know, we're going to get guys game time, there, there's a lot on the line in that game because Leicester will be using it as an excuse if they if they beat Sanwell to say, see, you know, if we had everyone available, we'd still be in the Premier Division. Sanwell obviously want to make a statement after going up. I think that could be a really spicy game when they play each other. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, so, is, yeah, yeah. Certainly, sorry, uh, Sean. Yeah, certainly. The, the Mercia, the Mercia division for me is is standout division, and um, in Caledonia probably the next one. But I, I kind of have Scottish allegiances anyway. But uh, Sean, go on. What were you saying? No, I think I think you're right. I was going to say that the Scottish divisions would the um, Caledonia division is class, and obviously there'll be huge, huge rivalry going on there between Wolves and, and East Kilbride because East Kilbride were the number one team in Scotland for a long time. Yeah. The Wolves stole, stole that off them. And now I think uh, the Wolves have obviously changed the head coach, who I, I had never actually met, but I've, I've now met through through a coaching course, and he seems to be pretty on the ball with um, with his coaching knowledge and stuff like that. So they they you just never know what happens when you get a new coach, um, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of players that I played with um, at the Edinburgh Wolves back in in 2011 2012, and they're not around anymore, but they've still got their star linebacker core, you know, and they've still got a huge offensive line, aggressive defense. So you just never know with them. And if you look at East Kilbride, East Kilbride, if they have a passing game and a running game are excellent. But when it was, I was, I was ready to say pushing it down, but when it was peeing down with rain in, <laughs> uh, in the Northumberland game last year, Northumberland beat them because it was just, it, it was evenly matched lines and there was just no moving the ball and there was loads of penalties. So, that's going to be interesting, um, mm. and and the, but I think there is some divisions that are really really good, uh, and have some class games to watch out for. So that's always a positive. Yeah, absolutely. See, yeah, go Chris. You know, I, I mentioned the Thames Valley thing, and I think one thing that they'll be extremely interesting to watch out for in that division is actually the London Blitz B. Um, they obviously missed out. They got beaten in the semi-final by the South Wales Warriors. But three teams went up to Division 1 that year and the Blitz were passed up, shall we say. And there's been a bit of heated words, I believe, between the Essex Spartans and the Blitz B about who should have went up and who actually went up. Um, the Blitz B are getting a chance to prove themselves against Division 1 teams. And I think they could be a tasty team to watch. I think, I think 
you know, they get a chance to prove that they can be competitive. So I think they'd be a good team to keep an eye on this year. Hmm. And the real uh, answer is nobody should have been moved up because they never made the final. <laughs> it never goes well. <laughs> um, Steve, just before we move on to kind of uh, yes or no kind of predictions, uh, any any particular division or any particular fixture that stands out for you you're looking forward to? Yeah, so interesting. Uh, most of the ones that you guys have mentioned, I, I sort of have my little short list of ones that I think are good. Um, so Mercia, um, Caledonia, Thames Valley. Um, but there's there's two that in particular that I think that are worth sort of calling out. Well, one already has been, which is South. I, I know I know those South teams very well. I know a lot of people and the head coaches from a lot of the team uh, from three of the teams actually. And you've got a situation where three teams think they're going to go eight and zero, like ge- like genuinely, like that's that's what they think. That can't happen, right? Uh, <laughs> and then you've got, and then you've also got another team, you know, in in, in the form of Bobcats. I, I, I don't know what they what they think their record is going to be, but they'll probably fancy themselves for you know a fifty percent win ratio plus. You know, there's a good season. Um, you know. All, all of those things can't happen, and so I think that's there's a good there's a lot of drama to play out there. I think you're not it's, it's a league that you won't have. Uh, well, we, we know Portsmouth's a little bit up in the air, but um, we we you won't have like the teams like dropping out or there's not worries of like forfeits at half time and all the you know oh can we have can we play a running clock or you know you know like you said oh the the, the head coach speaking to the other head coach and saying oh can you play your backups or whatever. None of that. Like it will be fierce competition between these teams. Uh, so, like, and and I only know that because I'm so close to the teams. I'm sure that exists elsewhere, but I'm calling that one out because, yeah, I, I, you know, I played for one of the teams. Well, two of the teams. I played for the Thrashers and the, and the Knights. So, uh, I know about them. And then the last league, which I'm surprised no one's spoken about yet, but is London. Now, London has got the London Blitz, the London Warriors, the London O's, and Kent. And you know, Kent. Uh, what are they? Three, third or fourth season Premier Premier. Uh, level starting to they really start to gain momentum and, and attract players because they've got that um you know like that it, it's not like a shot it's not like a a, a one-off that they got into the league and and now they're going to drop out again like they're, they're, they're stable right and that, that's when you start attracting a lot more people the thing i hate about that league is that it's only six games per team i i, I don't know why you don't want to see more london warriors versus london blitz versus the o's you know like it, it, that, that that's definitely one thing that I would say has been a miss uh, uh, on the league is like that that London league is but is is, is all prem calibre like yeah. it's you know some of the best teams it's in the country are playing in that league and you're restricting them to just six games each and I just think like I, I, it'd be interesting you know the, I suppose the, the knock on effect like a player's up for playing a six game league and you know. Uh, wins and losses become more valuable, which is great. But at the same time, don't we want to have more of that high level, you know, um, uh, high level play within the sport? You know, so yeah, so that, yeah, those are sort of my five I call out. But I, yeah, I think in particular, there's a bit of a sob story there with the London League, you know, being so restricted, so limited. Yeah, on a, on a side on a side note, do we do we think that Bristol are happy they don't have to go to London every week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and Solent, you know, Solent, yeah. Were, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely think so. And, and, and I think, but I also think that that makes sense that both of those teams yeah, are staying absolutely. rather than you know, making those long trips up the M3 and you know, M4. The thing with the London division for me, and I don't want to say too much because there's a, a bit of a previews kind of next on my list, I believe. <laughs> but I think it lost a lot of its shine with how much the Warriors battered the Blitz in 2019. I don't think anybody mm. really... We know the Warriors over these last few years have been, you know, the, the team. You know, they, they, they maybe didn't they, they, they didn't get to, to Brit Bowl in, in 2018. I think they got knocked out by Tamworth in the semi-final. Something like that, maybe. But the Warriors have been the team. But I don't think anyone predicted, like, I think, what did I, I said, it was something like a combined 120 to 14 over the two games or something like that to to the Warriors. And I think a lot of people are kind of just dismissing that, probably wrongly, because they're looking at it going, well, it's just going to be the Warriors (laughs) slapping Mm. the daylights out of three other teams twice, and that's it. And it's maybe a bit unfair, but I I think that's maybe why people are maybe not really talking about it as much. Yeah, that's a fair comment. I think that's a fair comment. But then again, like, like... there are there are there's interesting because there's several things that can contribute to the quality of their play um 
I know of a lot of those elite level, that high level game uh, players that have gone looked uh, overseas and been successful in playing, especially with the EFL, the European League. Those teams have now there's six teams out there that play domestically and then play in this collective, and and that's expanded their squads. So there's been a lot more. Um, imports from their perspective right exports from ours um so i know i know they'll be you know they're going to take the cream off of uh, off off of our premiership or the available cream right um and then uh and but then another thing that i think is a really interesting factor and i don't know how this will play out yet maybe it will come in come into fruition a little bit in a couple of years time but the nfl academy have got um graduates now right like people have graduated out of the nfl academy which is run by um uh, Tony Allen and 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 uh, a lot of his coaches from London Warriors, and I just wonder. I, I wonder how many of those people would then seek to go and play with to, under Tony that you know maybe didn't go on to get a higher education, you know, because because it, it's college. It's like our uh, A levels level, right? So some of them go to uni, some go to um, some of them have got scholarships, which is fantastic. You know, how many of them are just going to continue to play and want to stay under the tutelage of? Of Tony Allen and, and his and his um, and his coaches, you know, not, especially when you understand the story of FA Obada and and you know the um, on the coaching staff, you've got uh, um, an LF a, a Super Bowl champion <laughs> in Marvin Allen, right? Like like that that it for me, it's like like it, it, there, there, there will be a certain there'll be a certain point where the Warriors will benefit from all of these because there's a huge, huge number of players at the NFL Academy and they'd just be interesting to see like what happens there. So I think, like I said, in, in, from one view, you've got like players leaving, but actually there may be a whole new crop of players, really exciting players to come in. And that, that, that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'd, I'd, I really want to see this stuff happen. I want to see these, these guys play, but, but you know, they don't have to go to the Warriors. They could go anywhere. They just maybe open yeah. up to Brickwall. You know, yeah, no, I, so you I was going to say a hope, lot of new players coming in. Yeah, let's say if they do stay, then hopefully they may leak out to the O's or to to Blitz or whatever. So yeah, because you know the the Warriors, you would assume, would be a hotbed of of talent. And yeah, again, game time might be harder to come by. So yeah, you, you might find people going to Blitz, Blitz B, and Olympians and, and whatever. So yeah, no, certainly would be interesting to see the ramifications of of what goes on on the academy. Um, yeah. well, I say last uh, we kind of round off then with with the preview with uh, with some predictions um see we'll start with you uh to give us a team that was surprised to see that either good or bad and you know maybe a short sentence as to why oh a team and you started with me uh all right we'll go, i'll save I, your blushes i'll go with chris first i'll go with chris first. go on in all <laughs> right i'm gonna have a look through and i want to properly answer this question <laughs> um oh i do I'll have give, one i'll give you one if you uh, want yeah when you go steve yeah I don't know. Um, I think the Chester Romans uh, are going to be a surprise package. And I think they're going to be a surprise package because, and it's probably, it may be me jumping on the hype train, but I, I like, I think they, they just seem to be making all the right moves at the moment uh, off the field. Their social media is fantastic. Um, I, but, but in that, they, you know, within, within their social media, they, they let you in on little insights to the, you know, to their, to their organization. And that's why I think perhaps why some clubs, go dark as it were and don't want to let you know don't want to give anyone any ins but like they've got they've got competition for every single position um and uh like literally quarterbacks coming out their ears line like, i think their linebackers that they said it was like there was like 11 or 12 linebackers um that they've got and you think like and i said like i said to the the, the brings we were chatting the other day and i was like that's your special teams right like the, you know, if you've got if you've got linebackers in abundance, that they're the ones that get pulled in the special teams. Like run down there and smash someone, mate. You know, mm. like like and all of that lifts the game. And I just I think it's going to be a very exciting place to be. Um, and I think they're going to be yeah. I think uh, I think they're just they're like one to watch. I'm 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 expecting them to like overachieve on 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 what the expectations are of them from previous seasons. Sure. In 20, 2021, then Steve could see the you know we've heard of three four and four three defenses maybe the Iron Eleven defense I don't know who knows. Two yards off, you see what you do. Yeah, the Scotland <laughs> team defense, ten men on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you heard it here first. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't it? Um, all right, uh, Chris, uh, Sean, Sean, you said you have one as well. Give us uh, give us a team that we uh, might surprise us in twenty twenty one. Well, one one team that I uh, I wrote in one of my articles that I thought is going to take a step up is Wembley Stallions. Now, Wembley Stallions last well, I say last in two thousand nineteen started really slow, but by the end of the season, we're rolling. And 
it'd be interesting to see if they've managed to keep the momentum going. They're in a highly competitive division that was already like highly competitive a couple of years ago with Cambridgeshire and London Hornets and Bury. Now, so they've proved themselves against good teams before, and I think that they are potentially one of the teams that that could do really well. If I had to have a wild card, though, it would potentially be the Hereford Stampede. Uh, I believe they've trounced pretty much every other associate team they've played. Um, am I right, Chris? Have they, have they, is that the ones that have been trouncing everyone? Uh, to be fair, them and the Knights of both. That, yeah. Very I think stellar. they've trounced everybody in the associate states, and they have a division that, other than the Aztecs, is, is full of kind of teams that are decent, but you never know what you're going to get. So South Wales have a really good defence. Um, Birmingham have a really good defence, but don't have much offence. Swindon Storm, uh, I'm not going to even bother saying the Black Knight's name because I always get it bloody wrong. The but sauce. Um, <laughs> The sauce, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it. I don't know what it is. I want to say, I can't say that. And I can't say, is it is it Hertfordshire or Hertfordshire? No, Berkshire, I always, you always get, get it wrong. wrong. They're not here this year, so you can avoid saying that one. Yeah, you, I can't help that. If, you, if you've ever seen the third Shrek, it's when Donkey goes whoosh dash dash to Shirey, and I video it and send it to Sean every time. Go, hey, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Uh, from from for my my surprise packages, I obviously can't go sort of the same route. A team I'd like to see be a surprise package. I'm not saying there will be. A team I'd love to see, the London Olympians. Mm. I really want to see them do well this year. Um, you know, they, they were mighty close to the Blitz in both games in 2019. Um, obviously, I, do, I don't know what goes on with them behind the scenes. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see that. I think... What would be good this year is to see them at least take one of those games against, say, the Blitz, and just kind of, I think that kind of sets off a wee bit of an alarm bells. You know, it's been Blitz Warriors, that's it. That's the only teams you care about in the South. I'd love to see the Olympians get one of those wins. I think that would That's be an interesting one, because Coach Rick has gone back, Rick, Rick Ayer has gone back to the Olympians, and I, I follow them on social media as well, and they've been very active and good. But, like, they've had they've had tons of, like, really impressive like coaching talks and sessions and sure, um, the stuff know. has been i've got a lot of time for rick yeah a lot of time. yeah 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 he's, he's, he's amazing man like you know his, his record is unreal um you know massive a fantastic motivator you know good man manager um and one of the th and, and really that's been something that's been missed under uh under coach neo it, it, there was there was just it was like a a revolving door there was constantly quality players coming into that squad over like three, four years, but they couldn't keep hold of them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and Rick is good at like establishing that, that firing people like any good coach was, but, but, but he gets them to stick around and be part of this like community, this family thing. And I see a lot more content um, and, 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 you know, a lot more uh, of the, the rhetoric coming from that club leans towards that. Now he, now Rick's back. So, so Chris, I think that's a good shout. And uh, yeah, it, it, it would be amazing. It would be amazing to, for them to start chipping away at those, you know, at the top of the top tier, I think it, it, it makes twenty twenty two that bit more exciting because all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah, what, can you do it when South, it's competitive? Like that's the question, matters, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. the South matters again. You know, it's not just who's going to yeah. play the Blitz or the Warriors. It's now going yeah. can can the Olympians make it in the playoffs? Yeah. As for as for a team, I think will genuinely be a surprise, and the division, you know, makes it a bit, I guess, maybe slightly less surprising. Highland Stags, right? I think a lot of people assume because they're an associate team that, you know, you've not really heard about them because, you know, even for an Aberdonian, they're north, right? And that's yeah. saying a lot. You know? <laughs> I think they're a better team than people will give them credit for. Absolutely. Think... Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. They've, they've, as I say, I, one of the part of the associate process I did with Dunfermline, I mean, we went up there and we played them a couple, a couple of times. They, they are as dedicated as players I've ever seen. They, they obviously, because they are just so out in the wilderness, they don't, they're not necessarily really interested in going to other teams, you know, pursuing careers in, in the sport. But I tell, I yeah. tell you what, they, they are, they play as hard as, as anyone I've I, kind of I've ever played against. And I know that's not saying a lot because I've got a small sample size, but um, yeah, there, there's a reason why 
you know they they, they choose you know some seasons stay to choose to stay associate or you know they, they, their youth and cadet stuff is is fantastic as well so yeah i i'm fully on, on board with uh, they what have, Chris said there. they are the perfect example of what i described earlier as a division two team they have 22 or 23 boys that will knock your teeth out if you look at them the wrong way but then there's nothing after and and i say that with a bit they have their youth teams have been amazing for years up there mm. um and they've got a nice setup I, I i actually my partner's family lives up there so i actually drove past their facility so it looks like it's getting redone at the moment and um but when we played them they had their starters battered you and they were rough and if you look at their and the reason chris will be saying them is because if you look at their results against the Inverclyde goliaths the year before the Inverclyde goliaths went all the way and won the division it was not easy. Like they were tough games. They weren't runaways for Inverclyde, and Inverclyde took time to get into their division and, and then sneaked into the playoffs. And once they got into the playoffs, they took off. So Highland could be exactly the same, um, and it, it will be interesting to see. Yeah, Sean, just to touch on that quickly, your partner's mm-hmm. family are up in the Highlands, and your 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 extended family are down in Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't escape us, Steve. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was up in I was up in Dingwall a couple of weeks ago because they the Highland team playing in Vergordon as far as well they used to. I'm, I'm sure they still do. So I was actually down like drove past their facility and then yeah, our our other extended family are all down in Portsmouth. So it's like total the the country. Anyone, anyone, anyone fancy a Brit Bowl final between Highland Stags and Portsmouth? Be yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Play, <laughs> play, 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 play it in the Midlands. Uh, there we yeah. go. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, there we go. Um, there's some predictions. There's some teams that we think uh, might surprise us. Um, so let's get out of here. We are running a tiny bit um, over schedule, but yeah. B- before we let, obviously, let you guys go. You do. You guys do a lot of fabulous work. So I've been reading and watching you guys. Your guys' stuff over you know, Facebook and and, and um, what's the other one? Website. Uh, website. Grove Iron Hub. But uh, Steve, just to tell us a bit more about obviously what you do and what yeah, obviously the I'll come on to the Breens uh, shortly with their podcast and stuff. But yeah, give a bit more a bit about what you do for the game and all the different facets and all the different ways people can get involved. Yeah. So so we've obviously got Gridiron Hub, um, which is like a uh, a community slash media outlet. It's sort of a blend of like we we own or we, we own we we sort of involve a lot of community type stuff and push different efforts and encourage you know best practice and shared practice and you know like we, we want the sport to grow um we try and work with people that, that that have got the same mindset you know long term give to the sport give more than you give more than you take that sort of thing and that's been you know been going for a number of years now um we're actually on the cusp of a redesign a redevelop uh, re- rebrand um, it was supposed to be middle of next month, but my web developers just told me that it's going to be later than that, which kills me, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I bought £2,000 worth of merchandise. It's sat in boxes over there, and I can't do anything with it. But, yeah, so um, that's, you know, that, that, that's soon actually soon to be to, to morph into something a lot different. And the Breens have seen, like, well, the Breens know a lot about the, like what we're planning, and I can't tell you yet, but there's a, another dynamic, another a huge um, addition to what we do um which will which hope well, obviously we hope you know is, is beneficial to the sport um but also the you know the rebrand stuff the new website looks unreal like just completely different to to, to what we do now um yeah and then you've got i uh, really the, the the other element is like our non-profit side so our non-profit side uh it includes hail mary hits which has been running for a few years now yeah. um we took it over about nine ten months ago roughly have it but although it was on our domain um like we, we did their ticket in for a nut for, for a couple of years and then uh, mark who was running it was going to pack it in and i was like no <laughs> no <don't laughs> let's, let's take it um so yeah so he, he you know very grateful to him for allowing us to do it now and then we've also got our our own non-profit arm um and we, it's we've had to sort of reshape it a little bit but um we, we, we've got the Amelie Fund, which essentially money from Hail Mary Hits and our own non-profit raffles goes into, yeah. um, and then and then it's a it's a fund that we then spend money on the development and the growth and the promotion and encouragement of the game. Um, uh, so 
we, yeah, we recently we recently paid out about two grand in in you know in in some um, uh, to different teams for equipment to start the season off. Uh, we, we're building up some money now to to do, uh, include the Irish leagues, so we're going to do the, some Irish and Northern Irish teams next. Um, after that, so another big initiative that we just started was actually because of this sort of um, the uh, I can't remember the guy's name the the the, the the Danish player that went into cardiac arrest on the field Ericsson. a week ago, Ericsson, Thank you. Um, it, it I, I noticed that that's been at the fore of a lot of people's minds, and I can and it was even my missus, my own missus, was like, "Well, you're you're older, that could happen to you." I was like, <laughs> "Thanks." Like, Do they have? Like, you got you yeah, got life so insurance, Steve. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the conversation. Was like, so, can how soon can we get the money? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So. Um, so I, I yeah I started thinking about. It. She said like the, the teams have defibrillators. I said yeah actually teams have asked us to fund them, um, but and we I think we funded one and um, uh, a while ago and um, but I thought like let's try and do something a bit more grand and see if we can get defibrillators for everyone. So I, I posted in our community group that we've got as well, um, and there was a lot of interest in it. But so one of the he's actually a doctor um, and he's part of the GB Women's team structure um uh came on and suggested why don't why don't you instead uh in, um educate uh people on cpr and, and aeds um he said that like you know for it's like it's more cost effective so for a lower spend you'd have better impact uh, rather than just having the equipment why not teach lots of people how to be able to do it so yeah so that's what we're pursuing now and looking at and we'll be doing some big um promotions now the, the way that we raise money is through is through raffles so um so we we, we raffle off things um, signed NFL items for the eight Hail Mary hits guys, anything of interest for the, you know, for the non Hail Mary hit stuff. And yeah. And it's uh, yeah. So we, we've got very ambitious plans and, um, and, and, you know, continued growth. Um, we're getting, we, 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 uh, we, we're going to start doing more like wider events and community um, and like charity games to raise money as well. Nice. Um, yeah. That all comes with the rebrand. We've also got, I'll, I'll let you in on a little exclusive. So we've got, we're going to start doing, um, uh like some marketing videos for the non-profit stuff in a, in a hope to push the raffles and push you know revenue into that to build up the pot of money yeah uh, and one of the things i've got is i've got a guy building a drone um that can drop a football on command so nice. we'll be going to we'll be running competitions where we go to like training sessions shoot yeah, this yeah. drone up like 40 foot 50 foot or whatever and then drop it and yeah challenging people to catch it for some money or whatever so nice. yeah that like yeah so we've got some like cool things that we're bringing in it's just yeah, sort of, yeah there's loads of stuff tied tied up with this rebrand but um it looks like i, I still haven't got my rebrand new date yet but I, I just said to the web developer let's get this season out of the way and then and then let's do it so that, that yeah so that's sort of before the end of the year we'll have a lot of this new new stuff start rolling out but yeah that's it that's what we do <laughs> Yeah, love it, love it, love. It. Let's say, love it, love your work. And uh, Sean, Chris, obviously, yeah, uh, you mentioned off, off before we hit the record that you're looking to obviously get back together and get the uh, get the YouTube going again. And what obviously you you write articles at the moment, but what what can without giving too much away because Steve's obviously just uh, button button hold your your mouths your lips together. But uh, what can what can people expect from you guys if uh, for this season and, and and beyond? Chris, you want to say or do you want me to go forward? Uh, you can go. I'll, I'll fill in. And so, I think you go. Yeah, so basically, I, Steve gave us an opportunity to start running on his channel uh, as a show. We had wanted to do it for years, um, really, and, and we thought it was the perfect opportunity to do it. We have the perfect last name for a show. Um, it just kind of kind of goes together just right. And and we've, basically, we started off with the Picks Leagues on Gridiron Hub, and we won them two years in a row. And, and I think folks started to follow what we're saying and realize, oh, actually, they're not just picking out of thin air. Um, but this year, we, we're going live. So we've never done it live before. Um, we used to just record it in, well, actually, in my living room. And we used to just uh, share it out to YouTube from there. But this year, um, Steve has asked us if we'll do it live. So on a Saturday night, 8 o'clock, um, we will do our predictions on a live show. Everybody who's playing the next day should obviously be sitting at home resting up, waiting for the game the next day. Um, so it should be it should be perfect timing. Um, we'll go through our predictions. We have a few little things we won't say anything about just now. However, we can tell you that we will have guests on this time. So our first guest will be from Hertfordshire. 
um, the Hertfordshire Cheetahs, he'll be on because they have their Military Appreciation Bowl next uh, Sunday. So we'll have someone from Hertfordshire on to do a bit about that, and then they will do their picks with us, except for, obviously, they get the choice whether they do their own division because we we never choose our own team. Uh, That was our one rule is that if we're playing, we say nothing because it just adds fuel to the fire. Let's say so, and, and as a um, quarter, I don't need that kind of negative. <laughs> no, no. So I think we're we've got a few things planned. Um, we've got two two different charity events um, that are quite close to us um, that we'll we'll put up on a weekly basis and and speak about, and we'll try and get people on to speak about them as well. Um, but basically, it'll be a a rebrand of our show originally, which will just be live instead of. Um, instead of pre-recorded and stuck up, I think also we're quite keen. It'll be easier for people to to follow it, I reckon, and also it gives people an opportunity to get in touch and and kind of respond to what we're saying. We know we've already spoke about how the Britball community can be quite keen to tell you how wrong you are, um, <laughs> but but that's what we want. We want interactions with the, with the people involved. We want them to be involved. Tell us why we're wrong. You know, we we're not going to get everything right. Um, but we want to give that opportunity to kind of interact with people that are involved um, and, yeah, just kind of expand on what we do. You know, ultimately what what we do, while it, it may just seem like it's just predictions, we're trying to bring the game to everyone else. You know, we want to, you know, you're often pigeonholed, you're talking about us coming from Aberdeen. It can be quite easy to think about just Aberdeen and nobody else. You know, we're trying to make sure, you know, we're trying to get people thinking about the teams around them and what, you know, what's going on across the leagues as well. And I think it's, it's, it's going to be a better opportunity for us to kind of expand on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Steve, I'll finish off with you. Just want to get shout out some some social handles where people can find you and, and, and the guys and, and for, for the upcoming season. Yeah, so we're we're pretty much all of it is at Gridiron Hub One because at Gridiron Hub wasn't available, um, <laughs> and and then there's uh, at the Amelie Fund as well for those, those two. But then there's also the Hail Mary Hits community group. Um, I, I, can I just quickly mention one more thing that is you massive it, that yep. I completely yeah, yeah. forgot? Yeah, you go for it. Uh, so they're doing the Saturday night show, and we're going to be doing a Sunday show, uh, a live one, and it's massive. And I can't like I'm scrambling around <laughs> this week trying to like figure out like because we, we, we we've got a virtual studio like so it looks like a real studio you can like zoom nice. in and we look like we're sat at desks and all that so uh that's exclusive too no, i haven't said anything about that yet but yeah so um i've been yeah i've been working like a dog on it worrying about it all week and i will be next week as well and um uh yeah that's massive for us so it's going to be live um i still haven't figured out a start time but i'm starting to look at like 1 30 we did originally pitch it at five i need to sort of change that because it's a bit too late uh, it'll clash with the NFL show, so we want to basically capture the results live, and and you know, and and then also a little bit of like the banter, and have some you know, because people can like call in, and we can have them on video calls and all that sort of stuff. So very similar, like you know, the format has been ripped off from um, Gillette Soccer Saturday, um, you know, and, and, and even the screens. There's been that an ejection got. at Wembley, has there? Chris? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Has there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, that was brilliant. That was at Portsmouth as well. That was Chris Kamara. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, so it's um, yeah, that it's that's enormous for us. It's something that you know, again, uh, is giving back to the to the to the sport. Hopefully, will help raise the profile of a lot of these teams and the great plays that people are doing and what players are up to, and you know, but also just the sport in general. If you know, like, because there's another thing out there that people can can watch so yeah we're going to do our best to sort of promote that and push it um it will evolve it will grow there will be different hosts you know um, i can't do that all on my own um but uh yeah i'm really looking forward to getting involved in that and i think the combination of you know the brains with their analytics and you know their, their their previews and their reviews and the picks and then us with like the live stuff you know like really building the energy for stuff and 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 putting a spotlight on it hopefully you know that, that that'll add a lot of value back into the game um for this season and it's it's good because it's it's we're taking it seriously but it's almost like a little bit of a trial run you know because mm. uh, oh, this is this is yeah this is the season to do it you know it could completely mess it up both of us and it's fine <laughs> you know but, um, but yeah we're hoping that you know this time 
you know, next year when we oh, it's not even this time next year, is it? It um it will be sooner when the new when the new season starts ten months from now. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we're in a competitive situation and we'll have some really nice slick coverage of everything. Yeah, so yeah. um yeah, so yeah, that's 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 a massive thing that I just decided to not tell you. Yeah. I forgot. And, and, and so just a word, a word of advice that Sean and Chris are saying about going live. Once once you've done the first one live, the second one it just becomes like a normal one anyway. So you literally it's, it's all in your head on that one. So as someone who's done pre-recorded stuff, obviously this is pre-recorded, but to yeah. then go live and all over all over the place. Once once yeah, the no, camera well, starts we've, going, we've done a lot of live yeah. interviews and shows and stuff. We did like Madden tournaments live and stuff. So mm. you're comfortable, with, but like this is a new technology. This is like you know. I've sort of got to act like a producer as well as a presenter, and I'm not sure how that's going to go down. But I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, it's, it's mine to mess up, and it's fine. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. Yeah, well, at least you've you've decided my slot for me, so I'm going to be Sunday morning. So bet- I'll be sandwiched in between yeah. you guys. <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. I've scared, I've scared, scared you out. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, episode. perfect. No, yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, yeah, no, Sunday, Sunday <laughs> morning from the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's Steve's it's Steve's wardrobe. <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm I think I'm a stone. I'm not too far away from you, Steve. I think from from previous conversations. Um, oh, anyway, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you obviously hope you enjoyed the uh, the season preview. Thanks to obviously Steve, Sean, uh, and Chris for joining me again. Make sure make sure you go and you go and check out the guys' work over at Gridiron Hub and um, and others on their their social channels as well. Uh, lots of good stuff coming out from from those guys. Of course, uh, here at Full Ten Yards, we'll be bringing you fixtures. We'll be bringing you interviews as we have been doing over the last month or two uh, as the Britball season goes um, and there'll be, other, some, there'll be other, some other social stuff as well so make sure you follow us at Britball on the Twitter um, yeah another announcement coming in the next I think in the next week or so regarding another um, another person we are helping getting getting qualified as a coach um, so watch out for that as well it'll be on the website it'll be on social all the rest of it but um, obviously this time next week results will be in the book so Fingers crossed, we we get some games. Hopefully, we again we get through the whole season. Uh, so eyes peeled for all of those, and say so we'll we um, we'll be bringing you as, as much information as much uh, as of a, of a service as we can. But until that point, um, you know, let's look forward to the Britball season. Let's look forward to hopefully a, a lot of games. We'll be back next week with another interview. But in the meantime, thanks to Steve, Sean, and Chris once again. Uh, we will see you next week when we do this all again for the game. We'll